The future is now. A world of endless possibilities awaits. At the forefront of this revolution stands Web3, the beacon of innovation, symbol of hope, and gateway to the future. Join us as we embark on this journey of self-discovery and exploring the cutting-edge technologies and revolutionary ideas that shape the world of tomorrow. This is Web3 Talks, and we're just getting started. And my name is Caleb. I'm the host of Web3 Talks, and that is the first time I've ever said that out of memory. So I did butcher that a little bit, but uh, today I actually don't have a guest. I want to talk about how big wireless is completely screwing people over and nobody has any clue that this is happening. And I don't have a script today. This is going to be a little bit of a monologue. We'll see how long I run. But, um, you know, to preface, I would like to say that this show is supported by Web3 Insanity. Web3 Insanity is my agency. It's a marketing agency that helps digital companies take advantage of the Web3 revolution. And we do this through Web3 Consulting. I also offer digital software development services through my partner Diaphanous, who, uh, or rather, which company is run by James uh, and Manny. And uh, a couple of other people are on that company, but uh, James is the person who I primarily speak with, uh, also Manny. And um, we also have another podcast, a little plug called Cryptokers. Uh, those episodes are actually going to be out pretty soon. And, um, you know, I will add a little bit more information on that on my personal socials, at Caleb Full on everything. It's at C-A-L-E-B as in boy, and then P as in Peter, F as in Frank, O-H-L as in Lima. Uh, that's that's my social handle pretty much on everything twitter everything by the way twitter twitter blue i gotta i gotta get that check mark i'm working on it um and this is related to the big wireless conversation that i'm about to get into but i think it's very interesting how on mobile if you're trying to purchase twitter blue it's 11 dollars uh, a month or 150 dollars a year i believe um, but when you go on desktop, it lets you buy Twitter blue for $8 a month or $84 a year. I don't know if that's on purpose. I don't know if Twitter is trying to get a little more money from people to try and, you know, skirt around, uh, uh whatever. I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Anyways, I just think it's, I just think it's weird. So anyway, what prompted my, uh, the topic today was I was looking into switching off of T-Mobile because I have been using T-Mobile for about six, seven months. I was before that, um, I was on T-Mobile, but I was actually, um, and I know it's, it's, it's been a while. I mean, I'm 26 years old now. I just turned 26 the other day. I was on my, uh, dad's plan. Um, my, my family plan on T-Mobile for a while. And we liked T-Mobile, you know, it's great. Um, but looking at what I was paying and the value that I was getting out of my monthly bill, I, the value wasn't even close to there. And how did I even get to this point? Um, how do I say this? I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that I'm my, the point I'm trying to land is that the value that people think they're getting with paying for these top three, AT&T, Verizon, and, and T-Mobile, the value that, that you think you're getting by paying for these people, um, getting the best service, it's, it's, um, it's a facade. It's smoke and mirrors. It's bullshit. 
and it's incredible that this is this is happening. It's very strange. Um, this completely relates to Web three because this is most of the time how people access the internet. People are being capped. Uh, um, one thing I should preface with. Most people don't know this, and I didn't know this for a while either. And I first learned this with Verizon. I don't know if people remember, but when these unlimited plans for unlimited data started coming out uh, years ago, and I'm not talking about unlimited talk and text, that has been around for even longer. I'm talking about unlimited data. I remember when people started to talk about this. Wow, uh, T-Mobile's offering this, Verizon's offering this. I believe, don't quote me, uh, if I remember correctly, T-Mobile was one of the first people to do this, to offer the unlimited on everything. What people did before, these these uh, big, the, the top three wireless data uh, for cell data uh, companies, um, what they're doing is they're selling you access to the internet. They're not selling you anything except for that. Always remember that. They are, they are selling you access to the internet with extra added amenities and benefits. And I'll say with T-Mobile, with if we break it down, um, uh, and we're obviously, we're getting into numbers. You know, I know that a lot of people don't really like talking about financials. It's it's impolite, it's improper. But in Web3, and this was one of the original tenets of Web3 that I had um, discovered. Like, I, well, I didn't make this up. I discovered this in my journey through Web3 is the, um, what did I call it? Legalistic, um, what did I, what, legal, uh, informality. That was the name of the tenet. It's the move away from legalistic professionalism, where you need to say things in a proper way. You need to be uh, gentlemanly for uh, for men, uh, ladylike for women. And that includes not talking about politics around the dinner table, not talking about financials, actually ever with friends. It's improper. It's, it's, it's not correct. It's not right. Uh, however, in Web3, it's, an open atmosphere. People feel more comfortable speaking on their personal values. Um, I think in the beginning, it really started to take off this ability to actually share how you're feeling because of the anonymity factor, because people were anonymous. You are just a number on the blockchain. Everything that you do is public. So people can see if you're, if you're fraudulent, if you're doing things that are shady, that aren't correct, but your actual personal identity was, was hidden. Um, and um, so my, my point with that is in Web3, you are able to share and be yourself and be able to do those things without shame um, of repercussion, without, without, without thinking that something is going to, uh, is going to go wrong, where people are going to have a, a bad perception of you, right? And so within this new atmosphere, um, I'm going to share that I, I've been paying $137 on two lines on, on T-Mobile, right? And I'm just sharing this with my partner. It's really, it's not anything huge. You know, you get an extra third line for free. I always thought it was great. You know, you're getting a great deal. Um, you know, they're giving you Netflix. They're giving you, um, I guess for, for T-Mobile specifically, you get the amenities of T-Mobile Tuesdays every Tuesday. Which, by the way, just a, just a self plug, that is what inspired the Web Three Wednesdays um, benefits and perks that I announced to people quite a few months ago, but I haven't fulfilled uh, uh, that that promise on. Which I will. I really would like to set something up, some sort of membership, um, which T-Mobile, Verizon, and AT and T have become. I'll get to that. 
where you join something. I don't know if it's going to be under Web3 Talks. I don't know if it's going to be under Web3 Insanity, which is the parent company to Web3 Talks, um, as, as I mentioned earlier. But it's going to be some sort of Web3 membership. I want it to become um, the number one Web3 membership that you can, that you can have. Um, but I also want to consider the fact that I, I don't want to become like these people, uh, like these companies have become, T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, where you are paying for a monthly subscription to access something, and then you're not really getting the benefits out of it, right? Um, maybe I'll even change up this model. But anyway, I just wanted to add that. Um, that's where that came from. I didn't make that up. What three Wednesdays perks is not, um, you know, I, I'm not I'm not super creative genius. Uh, I just came uh, t took that from T-Mobile Tuesday. So in T-Mobile Tuesdays, this is an event by T-Mobile. They have decided that every Tuesday you get certain perks. So for example, there is this program called Fuel Rewards from Shell. I believe it's, I, I think it's by Shell, but you get discount on gas every week uh, at Shell. You get fill up up to 25 gallons. Uh, you get, get five, 10 cents off a gallon, right? And these are savings you get by being a T-Mobile member. Um, the, the problem is people think that you're saying, including me, I'm not just saying people. The problem is that over time, um, I thought that I was getting the value. I thought I was getting a lot of savings. Uh, but when you look at it, you're spending another 50 to maybe $80 a month to get these quote unquote amenities. You know, you're getting savings on gas. You get maybe a free sandwich here or there. Um, all of that stuff costs five, 10, $15. Um, and, and just even with the gas, I mean, you're, I don't know how often people travel, but you're really not saving that much, um, on gas overall. So you're spending a lot more to think that you're getting a lot more. This ties directly into my marketing philosophy, which is, well, part of it is, it's, this is not all encompassing perception is reality, right? And perception in terms of when you are a business selling something to somebody, you're not that's that's too blanket statement. You're selling people perceived value. You're selling them what they think is valuable and what they're willing to pay for it. A lot of times, like with these big three companies, um, these big three wireless companies, well, cell companies really, um, they they're selling you a membership. They're selling you convenience. They're not selling you cell data. They're not selling you the ability to have your number. Uh, um, they're not, they're not selling you anything else except for a membership and they make you feel really, really good about it. Um, personally, I, I, I almost thought about switching to, um, Verizon because their branding is very tasty. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's very, um, it's very delicious. I mean, you go on their website, it looks like you're getting so much value. You get to pick your own plan. They have very simple terms for their different product packages. I mean, the marketing's all there, right? You get the unlimited welcome, I think is the first one, unlimited um, starter, unlimited premium, uh, unlimited ultimate. Um, there's only three in those. There's not all the ones I listed. I just can't remember exactly which packages, but within those, you get certain amenities that most customers like. Actually, the way that they market it is these are our three most popular plans. They don't even tell you that these are our three plans, right? They make you feel like you're getting customization. You're getting exactly what it is that you 
want out of the plan. But what you're doing is you're paying for a hyped up, super well-branded membership that happens to give you access to the internet. You don't need all of that, right? So, I mean, what's the solution, right? I mean, I'm talking about, hey, you know, I'm not willing to pay the premiums for access for internet on a lot of these different um, uh, cell companies anymore, right? It's not that it's, it's, it's absorbently high, um, even though that it is, it's just the fact that they know that people are willing to pay those higher prices and therefore they are, um, they're just, they're raising their, their prices. The, the, the argument that I've heard against this, um, is that, oh, you know, these cell companies are paying billions of dollars. I, th I think it was something like 20 billion. I do want to look this up because I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but, um, these cell companies are paying $20 billion yearly to the, I think it's the government to be able to have these networks and to be able to um, give consumers access to their, to these networks. And the three main networks are T-Mobile, AT&T and, and Verizon. So these three companies own the entirety of all cell networks. Um, and then obviously T-Mobile had that merger with Sprint years ago. Um, and uh, I'll come back to that. I, I was going to address that, but I don't want to be all over the place. My, my point is these three companies own the whole network of, of cell towers between these three. And um, under them, they have sold a lot of their service to a lot of smaller companies, right? Namely, ones that you've heard of, ones that ones that most people have heard of, like Boost, Mint Mobile is, is very big on... Uh, on the news all the time. I mean, everybody knows Mint Mobile. Um, they've marketed their service as well. They did a very good job of picking somebody who uh, America loves and who fits the branding perfectly with his dry humor, Ryan Reynolds. And just his cheekiness, the way that he's basically um, putting the, the middle finger up at, at Big Wireless, right? And then it turns out in the end, six to eight months ago, T-Mobile bought Mint Mobile, right? So I'm not claiming to have an answer here. I think that the Web3 answer, I'll give you the Web3 answer, right? The Web3 answer is that there, um, th there's a way to escape this system of having to choose one or the other, one of these three networks. And it's creating a new network of, um, of decentralization. And this is obviously going to take a little bit. There's a lot of infrastructure to be built. Um, there is one company doing this. Uh, I will say that, um, you know, there have been some, I don't know, shady events in their history. Uh, there was one thing that they lied on in, in you know, and I'm going to link this report. I'm, I'm going to look this report up and I'm going to link this maybe in the uh, episode description. But there was one thing that they were telling consumers that they were getting access to or that they promised something and then they lied, um, but it's it's Helium. So the, the company is called Helium 5G. Their vision is to create a network of decentralized nodes. Um, they're called, there's some sort of, uh, they're just a node, right? They're a node, but there's some sort of cell tower. It's It's a small cell technology that is similar to um, the 5G nodes on the current networks, like uh, uh, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile, right? 
the difference is that you own these nodes. So instead of you having a device that connects to the nodes owned by these networks, you own a node. And the people that own the other nodes are your neighbors, uh, people, local businesses, according to the vision that they have. These nodes are not created by Helium 5G. They're created by this company called Freedom Fi. And apparently, Freedom Fi has been doing this for quite a few years. This is not a new thing that they just came up with overnight. Helium just reached out to them and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Freedom Fi already had this vision of creating a decentralized network, a decentralized network, where people just communicate with each other instantly. Uh, and I, I'll actually add uh, uh, an anecdote to this. The first time I ever heard of blockchain technology, um, I didn't know it was blockchain until a few years ago. Um, but this was in college. This was maybe 2016, 2017. Uh, I had a friend who, um, you know, now, now that I mentioned this, I can't give out details because he ended up joining a company where he had to sign uh, documents on this product that I'm about to describe. Um, this company bought his product and he had to get a security clearance and now um you know yada yada the, the rest is history i can't give more details so he had he had a instant messaging app where he could um where you can message other people on this network through bluetooth right so everyone was connected in this network through bluetooth right so it's similar to this helium 5g where everybody's connected through 5g but these it's a private decentralized network of, of 5G nodes. But in his case, you could connect directly to other people's devices through Bluetooth. And it, it created a network that doesn't even require cell um, cell signals. It was completely reliant on Bluetooth. It was it was genius. Um, and he, he, I will say he wasn't a marketing guy. I mean, he was, he was a computer science guy, um, a computer science major. And so he, his focus was on the technicalities and making it happen. And the, uh, kind of the the programming behind it. So um, that, that was his thing, right? Um, and back then, I will say, I, I think that I didn't have the marketing mind uh, that I have now to be able to give him advice on that. I just thought it was a cool idea. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but it sounds awesome. Um, similar to blockchain. Obviously, it's, it's not blockchain tech. He didn't, there was no uh, public ledger um, to record transaction, anything like that. But just the fact that you could create a private network like that, and he was already on that wavelength, I think that was that was really cool. So that's similar to the vision that Helium 5G has, right? Um, so my, my point is that is a solution. I think that is a step closer in, in the right direction. The, the issue is, uh, even though I don't have a clear solution for what's, uh, what's next, I just know for a fact that the solution isn't what it is now. Because um, alongside the federal government's um, efforts to take down mainstream crypto and uh, uh, independent private sector crypto and try to implement their own, alongside all of that, um, these top three networks, uh, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, have had a record of um, break-ins, hacks, uh, a lot of data breaches, a lot of data breaches, especially T-Mobile. Um, Verizon's network going down. Uh, I mean, also wh whatever happened to net neutrality, you're paying for better priority. In this information highway, the more you pay, it's almost like the better priority you get on these networks. 
um, because when they sell their extra bandwidth to other um, other network providers, like um, uh, they, they're called MVNOs, so they're virtual network operators, um, like Cricket, Boost Mobile. I, I did mention this earlier. You've heard of these, Cricket, Boost Mobile, Mint Mobile. Um, those are the MVNOs buying access to the network from T-Mobile and from Verizon and from AT&T. I, I mean, th that's not sustainable because eventually, um, and even now, the top three companies still can say whatever they want. They can block anybody that they want. They have total access. They have total control and power. The only power that these uh, smaller cell companies like Mint Mobile have is uh, contracts right now. Contracts that protect the consumer. Uh, like Mint Mobile has a special deal. Actually, I had a better example than that. US Mobile has a special deal with Verizon so that when you're on US Mobile, um, and I don't know how long this contract is gonna last, but while you're on Boost Mobile, you have top priority access in this information highway that is the internet uh, through Verizon. They've contracted it out. They, they, there's actually different levels of priority that are industry standard. I don't know if it's, if it's required by the government, but in technicality, and I'll be brief about this because it is technical and uh, I'm not a computer science guy, um, but I have dabbled in computers for um, a while. A anyway, um, there's different levels called QCI. I can't remember what that stands for, but I think um, it's between QCI 6 and QCI 9 are what these different networks use in terms of the, uh, the priority level that you are on as somebody who's buying access. So QC, the, the lower the number, the higher priority you are, right? And I'll actually start with QCI 1. And these aren't ones that you can really see. Uh, um, in terms of the the networks won't tell you they won't tell you what priority level you're on but um because the internet exists because we uh, i mean at least for now in the united states we still live in a country uh, i mean and all of the international listeners i mean generally a lot of sovereign nations we we still live in a time where um it's not a dystopian um uh reality we have freedom to be able to discuss things amongst each other and fact check uh, our own governments. And within this system, um, people have found very intricate and um, effective ways to verify which priority lanes these different cell, uh, smaller cell companies are on. So US Mobile has a special contract with Verizon to be on the top on the number one uh, um, lane that Verizon has. And Verizon has two lanes. They have a fast lane and they have a slow lane for every, uh, for all the traffic on their network. Uh, it's QCI eight and QCI nine are the numbers. QCI eight means you're in the fast lane, which US Mobile has a special deal to be alongside Verizon's top paying customers. Um, and and you, you'd be paying, um, their prices are ridiculous. You can go on their website and look for yourself. Um, but um, alongside Verizon's top paying uh, uh, customers, you get that that same level of priority for data. And I say data specifically because still, even even to to this day, um, net neutrality does uh, reign supreme, right? Because you see this with talk and text. So no matter what network you're on, if you're if you have a mobile phone and you're paying for cell. Uh, uh, sell access anywhere, any company, the government 
requires all of these networks to prioritize talking text for everybody uh, to be at QCI one. So no matter what, you are always uh, going to be able to call 911. As long as you have covered, if, if you have bars on your phone, you'll be able to make a call. You'll be able to send a, a, a tip, a regular SMS. Um, I don't know if it covers MMS, uh, multi, whatever, sending, sending images. I don't know. Um, but so they have this rating system, right? And just briefly, T-Mobile has four lanes. They start off at QCI, what is it, seven, eight, nine. So they started six. So six is their highest. That's their top two highest paid plans. Their third highest paid plan is on the second level, number seven. That's where Mint Mobile can be found. Um, US Mobile on T-Mobile's network can be found there. And then you keep going on the third level, you have T-Mobile's hotspot data is actually prioritized on that level. And then QCI9 is uh, for T-Mobile specifically. Um, because, I mean, let me just pause there. Each network has their own assignments to these different lanes. Um, these lanes, like I said, are industry standard. So they exist, but the placements uh, uh, of priority it varies per, per company. Um, so then on, uh, what was the last one I just mentioned? So T-Mobile, the lowest priority, QCI9, the lowest priority is their current 5G home internet. So people see drops in coverage, um, that's not the right word. If people see drops in speed, um, you know, lower um, megabits per second, download speeds, upload, it's because T-Mobile prioritizes their home internet on the lowest uh, uh, priority level. And I, I don't know why. And you you may have heard of deprioritization. That's what this is. Deprioritization means that when the network is full, um, you go down the list of, uh, of priority lanes. And the people higher up get the priority to that data pool, uh, if that makes sense. So, and then AT&T has three, I think they started their QCI seven, eight, and nine, respectively, just like these other companies, seven is their top two highest paid plans. Eight is um, like Boost Mobile, I don't know. Cricket Wireless is at the very last, Whatever, wherever that is, Boost and Cricket, if you pay for access from them, they actually do have the lowest priority out of all of them for data specifically. Let me be clear about that. It's a data. It's not call and texting. So what's my point with saying all this? My point is that the top three wireless networks under everybody's noses overnight, it seems like, uh, have completely controlled and monopolized the entire cell network, uh, uh, not globally, I was going to say globally, in the United States. And this is true of other companies globally. You will find that in every industry, there are uh, maybe a top, a top three or top four companies that have completely monopolized access to uh, uh, cell networks. And I still need to do my research on just home internet. I imagine it's the same. I know that I, I think I know some of the biggest players I, I can I can think of Xfinity, uh, uh, Comcast. I believe uh, AT and T, and then uh, Spectrum. I think is another one. Um, but th that's a whole other conversation because those those are the ISPs. Those are the original gatekeepers of the internet. Um, and um, so this is just kind of a preface into this whole conversation. This is a big can of worms. But I think it's very, it should be very concerning to, to people that these companies, um, oh, I missed an important piece of information. I said I was going to address this earlier. 
Um, but as I come to a close to this uh, to this episode, just super quick, um, not only do these companies have a history of data breaches, they have a serious uh, um, backlog of incidents selling government uh, selling data to the government, and they'll all deny it. They'll all deny it. Just like at Apple, how Tim Cook always denies uh, the, that the government ever buys data. Um, the government buys data from these people. They, they do. They either pressure, they intimidate. Um, they can restrict a lot of different aspects of a business, finances, uh, da uh, data, the way that they access to everything. I mean, it's, it's the government. They have absolute reign over these companies, and they do it in the name of, of um, security. Uh, they want the status that they can keep the American people safe and secure. And as we've seen with Web3, um, the government just can't be trusted. I don't, there's no, there's no way to get around that. The government can't be trusted. People go to the government to, uh, to trust them for fraudulent transactions. It doesn't, the government's never there to back them up. Um, any, any sort of incident that happens, um, in Web three, everyone's held accountable based on all the actions that that you um, that you commit, whether good or bad. And I think it's an illusion of safety that people think that uh, well, crypto is unregulated and and, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, if I have something that's cash based, the government's going to back me up. They don't. They, they don't. The government's not there for you. Ronald Reagan said, uh, I think there was his famous fourteen word or whatever, whatever it was. Um, he said, these are the scariest words any American can hear, or anybody. I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. This is the scariest words you could ever hear because the government isn't there to help. They are never there to help. And Web3 provides a solution, a network, a world based on code, where in code we trust. Um, it's, it's a place where people can be held accountable based on code. And, um, you know, that's about it. This point where I'm at right now, I'm actually recording this as a new segment. I'm doing this for the first time on Anchor, and I guess you can only record up to 30 minutes per segment. So it uh, sounded like I was running out of words there. It was because I looked at the timer, and it said, oh, your minutes are up. I'm like, what? So now that I know that, um, I'm going to have to just record these off of Anchor, and I can get higher quality out of them too. I also realized that uh, I, don't have the, I don't have the microphone editor, so this might sound a little bit different in terms of audio, but... The, the point stands. It's in code we trust. I, I'm pretty much at the end of the episode anyway. So Web3 is a, a world where in code we trust, right? And the, the whole purpose um, of this show is to shed some light on a new perspective on Web3 because Web3's got a really bad perception right now. I am aware of that. I know I'm aware of all the scams that are happening in this space. It seems that a lot of the people who have had genuine projects to put out, they don't necessarily have the marketing savvy to do so. It's a very small percentage. It's less than 1% of people in this space have the marketing know-how and have the idea and the heart and the drive to create something of value that's going to change the infrastructure of the internet because the internet is everything. We rely on the internet for everything right now medical field, military, everything is based on internet. If the internet went down, uh, there was a st statistic in a, in a report I saw from, uh, I really shouldn't be looking at uh, uh, numbers and being able to quote them. Uh, millions of people would die. It was upwards of 30 million people would die instantly if the internet just cut out right now. 
the internet is integral in our lives and we're coming to a point where the government and central entities own the internet. I pointed out the three people that, well, the three companies that are in control of the cell networks uh, in the United States specifically. Um, they can curate your content. I mean, there are so many filters before you even get to the internet. There are so many filters uh, uh, to the content that you are watching uh, that you don't even get to see or have access to a lot of the internet. <clears throat> this is why a lot of darknet hackers and, and just internet enthusiasts will use the Tor network. They'll use other, other ways of getting around. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. I know this is the end of the episode. My whole point with that was I want people to have a new perspective on Web3, the technology it brings, but also the idea behind it, the heart. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday. Uh, we were on the phone for like two hours. And uh, one of the things that we, um, well, I, I ended on this note. I think that he represents people like Steve Jobs. We're all the same. We're nerds with a heart. We're people that are very technically savvy, very technically savvy, uh, but people that also have empathy in having insights on the actual problems and frustrations that people have. And that empathy is all that matters in business. It's all that matters. Yes, there is acumen. There's a lot of, uh, there are business terms you need to know. Over time, over years, you get a lot better at business. There is a game to be played and to become better at. But it all starts with empathy and understanding the frustrations that people have. And so that's the premise of my uh, agency. I help people take advantage of the Web3 revolution, digital companies specifically. So I want to put out three episodes uh, a week. I, I don't, I don't want to just do um, <clears throat> just one. I like these monologues. I have a lot of insights that I'd like to share to, to get people thinking, to pick people's brains, especially in the corporate world. Um, this is not some fairy tale utopia. There are a lot of cases, a lot of projects, and a lot of companies that have, are currently, and are planning on taking advantage of Web3 technologies, not just the actual technology, blockchain tech, NFTs, all of the good stuff that people think are scams. Uh, I'm talking about beyond that, just the, the heart and soul of Web3. People are adopting it because it's, it's great. Like I said, the move away from legalistic professionalism, informality, a, um, you know, pun intended, an informal tenet of Web3. So, and by the way, those, those tenets of Web3 can be found on web3insanity.com. I'm fixing this website to be a little more simpler. I um, don't want to go off on a tangent. My, my point is I want to put up more episodes. I also imagine that this is the part where I should uh, uh, announce what I have to uh, uh, to sell. I mean, currently on web3ishope.com, there are a couple of t-shirts that James and I actually came up with. Things, uh, different phrases of the Web3 community, a lot of common phrases that we've found, some that we've coined. Um, but when you're buying these t-shirts, you're not just buying it to, and this is going to sound so salesy, and it is. It's not just the t-shirt you're buying, it's the movement. I want to create phrases and coin different terms that mean things to people. I mean, really, I'm discovering them. Like I said with the tenets, I've discovered these. I didn't come up with these. I discovered them. I spent, I've spent, uh, I mean, in the first few months of being in Web3, I was obsessed. I spent multiple hundreds of hours just speaking with people in the community. I became somewhat well-known. And then over time, 
um, I got caught up in my own game. <laughs> I was chasing my tail for a while. And then eventually I, I found myself again and started this podcast up again. I've been consistent with it. And I, I really want to shed a light on what Web3 really is, what, what Web3 can be. Because Web3, like like I have in the, in the beginning of this podcast, it's, it's endless possibilities. It really is. It's a symbol of hope. It's many things. It's many things. And it's many things because it's not all of, all of these different things that are unrelated. It's, it's multiple things combined that are describing an energy that Web3 is. It's just, it's, it's a thing. It's a concept. It's, it's a way of doing things. It's a new world. And it's so radically different that it just, it just, I don't know how else to say it. It busts people's buttons. It rubs people the wrong way because we have lived in this current way of doing things and in, in, in this internet that has been defined by centralized entities and we're so wrapped up in it that we have no clue that there is any other way to have an internet other than the way that it is now um and that's the best way i can say it right i I don't i don't want to continue saying things that are really vague and kind of cryptic um but through these episodes i want to point out very specific instances of uh the ways that the internet are currently set up um that don't that would run against anyone's values anyone would disagree with the way that the internet is set up now and i'll prove it to you and uh so anyways so that's web3ishope.com i also have web3 talks um and if you're interested on being on this show uh we'll be transparent i charge a appearance fee of 99 dollars i do take crypto now i'm trying to figure out if i want to do a discount if you um if you want to pay in crypto i will say take bitcoin ethereum and um what's the other one we take usdt uh we, we take tether um uh, anything that's crc20 based I, I guess we could take usdc um but um eth actually goes straight to the company uh wallet under web3insanity.eth so i was able to swipe that ens i think it's cool so just a little bit of insight on that i would love to um I'd love to speak with people that are passionate about Web3, that are building in Web3. If you look at some of the previous episodes that we've had on the show, this uh, this podcast really evolved. I mean, it started on a small, an incredibly small social media platform um, that uh, I guess ended up didn't really go anywhere. Uh, fast forward to today. But we jumped to LinkedIn Audio. Uh, we tried some things on our own, Robert and I, uh, who was the founding member of virtual insanity really which evolved into this podcast and the agency and so now we're just this has become a full-blown production so i'm really grateful for this this journey um and if you're interested in hearing about how you can take advantage of web3 technology as a business web3insanity.com i think i'm going to put some contact info in the description as well but Really, the best way to find a little bit more information is on web3insanity.com. I even put everything on there. If you want to see testimonials, if you want to see some of the previous work that we've done, um, I would just reach out to me because that's that really is what takes up the most of my time is just reaching out to people directly. That's what Web3 is. It's just relationships. It's relationships. It's talking to people, actually. Using the internet less. That is what Web3 is. So um I'm trying to stall for time because there was one thing I forgot that I was going to mention and I just, I uh, cannot remember now. So, um, but thank you for listening. That is the first episode of just me, um, speaking to you, relaying some of this information, but really I I want you to look this stuff up. 
what I'm saying is verifiable. Um, big wireless is really screwing people over. They're charging people absurd rates and it's all for the, in the name of you get a new phone every year. Um, it, it's really the phone deals that, that are keeping people in. It's, it's kind of, it's crazy. It is so crazy. So, um, anyways, this is Caleb. Thank you for listening. This is web three talks and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you.